Welcome back to the Team Catalyst Podcast. Today I'm recording from my mobile studio, meaning I'm sitting in my truck in a parking lot in South Georgia. So yes, I am on the road. Not literally on the road, but I am out of town for the week. So while I'm kind of on vacation, I didn't want to leave you guys without any podcast to listen to. Not that there's not hundreds of others out there, but why would you listen to those when uh, when you can come back and listen to this one, when I can provide you more of the same great content that you're always used to? So keep coming back. Podcast episodes are going to keep coming to you, whether or not I'm on vacation. Actually, being on vacation gives me more time to produce this content. So I'm actually in South Georgia. Because I'm down here for a couple of graduations. I had a graduation that I attended on Friday night last week. And I've got another one that I'm going to on this coming Friday night. And as I watch these kids receive their diploma and see them be recognized for the completion of something, and realizing that this is not the end, but merely a new beginning, that they have an opportunity now in front of them to create a life that they want to live, to create an amazing life for themselves, to finally, for the first time ever, be able to dictate their own path. Because when you're in school, coming up through kindergarten, grade school, middle school, high school, life is dictated for you. You're told what to do, where to go, and when to be there, how high to jump. And you have no control over those things. Now, some schools do offer certain paths that you can take, that you can kind of direct, but you can't direct your own education completely and tailor it to your needs. But now that these kids are graduating, they have the opportunity to dictate the path that they want to follow. So, with that being said, I have today for you a message to graduates. How to create your best life. And I drew inspiration from this, for this podcast from an article on psychology today. And it was 12 tips for a happy life. And I kept the original 12 tips and inserted my own content into much of the rest of it. I'll put a link to that article in the show notes. But tip number one is to know yourself. So something that becomes more and more clear to me every single day is that there isn't a one-size-fits-all solution to build a happy, healthy, and productive life. Like, it's different for each and every person. Everybody has different interests, different values, different temperaments, and you've got to know yourself. You've got to know, am I a doer? Am I an inspirer, a supporter, or am I a questioner? What is my role in life? Am I outgoing or am I more reserved? Do I like, am I a people person or am I task oriented? Where do I thrive? What are my interests, my skills and my talents? What gifts has God given me so that I can create an impact on other people? Am I a starter or a finisher? Do I prefer simplicity? Or do I like abundance and extravagance? Am I in it for the long haul? Or is my attention span short enough to where I'm great for a sprint for getting a project done? The better you can know yourself, 
the more readily you can construct a life that will work for you, a life that brings you happiness and fulfillment. Tip number two, beware of drift. Now, drift is the decision that you make for yourself by not making a decision at all. Or maybe it's making a decision that unleashes consequences that we don't want to take responsibility for. So you might go to medical school because both of your parents are doctors. Or maybe all your friends are getting married and you want to fit in too. So it's like, hey, let's get married. Or maybe you take a job because, well, hey, somebody offered the job. You want the respect and the admiration, the love of the people around you. You want to be accepted. And so you take the path of least resistance to avoid confrontation or avoid a fight or avoid that feeling of insecurity like you don't belong. Or maybe you just don't know what else to do. And so you follow down that path that seems easiest. Now, the word drift can seem like it's laziness or easy, but that's not always true. Sometimes drift is disguised by huge amounts of effort and perseverance. For myself, getting into construction was my drift. And believe me, that was hard every single step of the way. From failing in my first business to getting fired from a decent-paying job, which I did hate, I quit another good job to start another one of my own businesses. But in the end, I am happy that I stayed in construction because it fits me. It fits me well. It fits my talents and my skills. And that's the tricky thing about drift. Sometimes it does make you happy, but don't count on it. Don't count on doing the easy thing being what makes you happy. One of my drift-related secrets of adulthood (laughs) is that you can choose what you do but you can't choose what you like. And here's another one. Approval from the people we admire is sweet, but it's not enough to be a foundation of a happy life. And those two come from the original article. Those are not original with me. But one of the problems that we tend to deny with drift is that we deny that we're drifting. Let me rephrase that. One of the problems of drift is that we tend to deny or try to not believe that we're drifting. Number three, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. I got to remind myself of this all the time because I'm a perfectionist. But don't let the perfect fantasy you, the you that you wish would be, don't let that crowd out the real actual you. If you don't have time for a three-mile run or you don't have the energy for a three-mile run, a 20-minute walk is better than nothing. The 20-minute walk is better than the three-mile run that you don't actually start. Having friends over for takeout is better than not having people over for an elegant dinner party. Starting and quitting a side hustle is better than not starting anything but daydreaming of that perfect business that will bring you to financial freedom, that makes you millions. Start a side hustle. Try things. Do things. Fail at it. Try again. Try harder. Fail better. Fail forward. Number four, write and rewrite your own set of rules or personal commandments. Now, this is a great exercise, and it helps you to distill down your core values and hopes for yourself into a nice list that you can see very clearly. You can you can memorize it in your mind, and you can weigh everything in your life against those personal commandments. You can revisit them from time to time because as you grow older, Those things change. Your life changes. Your commandments can change. So here's seven of my personal rules for life. 
Don't be slow to pivot if something isn't working. Never stop learning. Teach what you've learned. Be a generous giver. Deny your values for a time. Live life by the 80-20 rule. Be proactive. Don't be afraid of failure, but use it as a stepping stone to success. Be present in the moment. Stay true to your word. Surround yourself with people who will help you grow. And last but not least, plan and track your goals. Number five, identify the problem. Now, this can seem like an obvious one, but it is so important. And it can give you some amazing insights into what's not working. So if something isn't going the way you'd expect it or the way you would like, ask yourself, what's bugging me? Why isn't this working? What's the problem here? And then dive into it, figure it out, identify the problem so you can attack it instead of continuing on down the path you are not knowing what's going wrong. Number six, take care of your body. Exercise regularly. Get enough sleep. Almost all successful, creative people Mention the importance of getting regular sleep, regular exercise. They wish that they had started this habit sooner. Our physical experience always affects our emotional and intellectual experience. If we're feeling exhausted, or sluggish, sleepy, tired, it's hard to be happy and productive. If you get enough sleep and you get some exercise, you'll find it a lot easier to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This is so true for me, especially. I am not a people person. I like people, but my batteries, my personal batteries recharge when I'm alone. So Friday, I actually woke up pretty tired, but by the end of the day, I felt really great. I felt good. And I went out with a bunch of friends that night and I felt really good. I wasn't tired and I really enjoyed being around these people. I enjoyed hanging out with them. I enjoyed connecting, reconnecting with these old friends. But I stayed out late. Saturday, that night I didn't sleep well. Saturday I was tired. Saturday night I went out with many of these same friends again, and I just wasn't feeling it. It was, I would as soon have been home sleeping or reading a book to recharge my batteries. So know how it is. Know what gets your batteries recharged and do that. Get enough sleep. Get enough exercise. I'm going to end here. That was six of those. This is already a really long podcast. I'm going to come back next week with a new episode and finish up. No, if not next week. I will share the last six tips on Wednesday. So with that being said, do good work.